everyone. I'm your host, April Hanna, and this is the Path 11 Podcast. Just a reminder, we are offering access to all of our archive shows, which is well over 100 hours of content, and new bonus shows such as the Virtual Book Club, Food for Thought Friday, and the Two Minute Tuesday, all for just $3.99 a month. Think about it, guys. That's less than the cost of a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. Sign up for premium for just $3.99 a month. Now let's get to this week's show. I would like to welcome two guests to the Path 11 podcast today, Sabrina and Sonia Choquette Tully. And these are two sisters raised by their self-help pioneering mother, Sonia, and they grew up traveling the world and being immersed in all religions and spiritual realms and attended workshops taught by their mom. They recently wrote a book called You Are Amazing, A Help Yourself Guide to Trusting Your Vibes and Reclaiming Your Magic. Welcome, girls. Hi, so happy to be here. Hi, and we're very happy to be here. And you guys sound exactly alike. So maybe when each of you um, are answering questions uh, for our listeners, you can just let them know who's talking. Okay, great. No problem. All right. So you guys were really immersed into spirituality um, at a very young age. Your mother, Sonia Choquette, um, you know, obviously was one of your teachers. I thought it was kind of, you know, funny in reading some of your websites where you said, imagine having, you know, dinner with Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer and all of these people on like a regular occurrence. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your upbringing. And then we'll eventually come to how you guys came to write your book. Wonderful. So this is Sabrina. I'll, I'll jump in here. Um, so yeah, we've been really raised and immersed in, uh, the self-help world, but to us, it was sort of just our normal lives. Um, I think our mom did something really fabulous, which was introduce spirituality to us. Um, as though it were natural, normal, and not weird at all. It was sort of like, to us, it was just the way these, these are her peers. This was our life and come along with me and help me teach these workshops. And, you know, frankly, my sister and I like to laugh. We were free labor. You know, we were there to really help and be of assistance to the, the students. And from a really early age, we were exposed and, uh, brought around the world teaching my mom, our, our mom, um, went to Hay House from Random House when we were 12. I was 10 when he was 12. So you can imagine those were our pretty formative years. And we're very blessed to be at a, uh, a publishing house that is very much like a family. And so we got to know and were raised with uh, Louise and Wayne and Carolyn Meese. And, uh, you know, pretty much everybody was, was first name basis. And we were, so it wasn't only our mom, but it was this whole incredible spiritual community that was very rich for us at a very young age. Yeah. And you guys are still very young yourselves. You're both in your twenties. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. So when I was reading your book, I really enjoyed it's kind of the energy that you're bringing to your generation, uh, you know, talking about still almost finding spirituality in the world of social media. And, you know, this book, although I think it could be targeted to anybody of any age, I really feel like you're being the voice of your generation of trying to help people reclaim themselves, uh, love themselves again, and just kind of guide them to trusting their intuition. 
Absolutely. You know, I wrote, I started this book. This is Sonia. Um, when I first graduated from college, which was back in 2010, so quite a while ago. And what I really found was at that moment, we were at a point in the world where there was such a, a crisis, an economic crisis, a spiritual crisis, a uh, just even, you know, a financial crisis. So what I really found and saw was that so many of my peers didn't possess any of the skills set that I and Sabrina had been really raised with. And, you know, in terms of being able to trust your intuition is really being able to trust yourself and really being able to use not only your intellect, but the, the deeper knowing parts of yourself to help guide you. And one of the things that I really found is, you know, in our society, we're so incredibly outwardly tuned. We're really trained from a very young age to look outside of ourselves for answers, for authority, and really for approval. But when you live a life that is connected to your spirit, connected to your intuition, you really work from the heart center out. And not only that, but it, it, it shifts the, your life so that you really become the author and, and, um, really be, is gives you all the tools to be able to succeed. You know, my mom taught Sabrina and I with our intellect and our intuition, we can really do whatever it is that we set our minds to with creativity and purpose. And, you know, nowadays there's, I, we really find that there's so much of that disconnect, especially with social media, especially with all these different things where we're really being trained to be outwardly tuned. And because our intuition is something natural and really a deep part of ourselves and really is the way that we're naturally designed to live. There's just simple ways that we can use to tune back in. And I think you're right. I feel like our book is really for all ages, but at the same time, we really wrote it as a love letter to our friends and to our peers and to the people who we've seen really, really struggling at this sort of time in the world. Yeah, there was um, one of the chapters in your book, I think you were relating one of your stories about how you had to drop your Mac and your your iPhone um, off at the Apple store and you were unplugged. And I'd, I'd like you to talk to our listeners about that because I remember I had a similar experience uh, about maybe six months ago and it was just for my phone. I didn't have my laptop at the time and I was unplugged and like you had said, driving around without a GPS and almost like coming off of the addiction of the electronic because there's just such habit of turning to the phone to check it, even if you're not looking at anything, but you just need to hold it and do that. So can you explain a little bit about your moment of being unplugged? Absolutely. That was me, Sabrina. I had my phone and my computer die at the same time. They both completely fritzed out. So I had to go and drop them off at the Apple store. And what was the most bizarre experience was leaving the Apple store, having no phone, having no uh, computer. I felt very lost. And it was this bizarre thing where I was in my neighborhood. I wasn't that far from the house, but just even navigating where I wanted to go and what I was going to do, it felt like a struggle. And in that moment, I realized how dependent I was for my comfort on my, on my, on my electronics that they 
really had sort of become a part of me that there are times where I was overly dependent, where just a little bit more awareness probably could have done the trick. So I had to drop them off for the whole weekend. And of course I went through withdrawal syndrome, which is at first I was bored and didn't know what to do with myself. And then eventually I sort of said, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go for a hike. And I went on a hike that I normally go on and, or that I was taking regularly. But what was interesting this time was on the hike, I noticed these little flowers that were growing on the side of the path. And I had walked that same hike probably every day for the past month. And I, I thought, wow, I've been walking on this path, but I've really not been present at all where I am. I was either listening to a podcast or I was listening, talking to a friend on the phone, or I was just completely disconnected from my moment. And so, um, I, when I finally picked up my electronics at the Apple store, I was just like convinced that I was going to have a barrage of stressful, where are you messages? And I had nothing but junk, nothing but junk mail. Nobody tried to get a hold of me. It was totally fine. It was all in my own head. So I think that there are times where we tell ourselves that we can't, we can't afford to disconnect, right? Like I can't afford to, to, to leave my phone at home. I can't afford to turn off the, you know, checking my email for the afternoon to hang out with my family. But after that experience, I realized how important it is for me to do that. Not only is it necessary, but it's sort of like a re acclimation back to self when I do. Yeah, I, I would agree. And it would be great, you know, for people to have a little takeaway with that. And just to think about how often they are attached to their phone. And do they ever give themselves a couple of hours of turning it off, putting it away, going outside, and just disconnecting even in your own home? It's like you don't have to go out of cell service range, you don't have to drop it off at the Apple store. Um, but just really just, dis, you know, disconnecting from that for a while. And I, I really think that that has gotten a little lost in our culture. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the thing about our phones and our computers is they're great tools, but you know, the, the, the definition of intuition as we've been raised is really to pay attention. And a lot of times it's even paying attention to the obvious, but if we're so buried in our electronics, which like I said, can be a great tool if we need it, but we can use them to really disconnect, like Sabrina was saying so beautifully from the moment. And moreover, I feel like our, if we aren't aware of how our energy and our intention is being spent, because our time and our attention is really important, is that, you know, I find also with Facebook and Instagram, and I mean, I'm a millennial, so I'm on them. But I have, that's not all or nothing for me at all. But if I spend a lot of time on them too, I find that my spirit gets low because I sometimes feel like I'm missing out on a really wonderful life that everybody else is having. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. I feel like it's, it can be a wonderful tool, but it also can be a place where we end up unconsciously comparing ourselves, you know, our insides, which are complicated and messy and human and imperfect to, um, glossed, you know, perfected images on the internet. And I think that there's been a lot of research recently about how psychologically that can have an effect and can really weigh us down. So Sonia and I both practice what we call boundaries, social media boundaries, which is basically we give ourselves, like we don't reach for our phone first thing in the morning. It's not the thing we're on before we go to bed. Um, we, we read books, we journal, we pray, we, you know, have conversations. We do other things just to let ourselves kind of come back to center. I think that if you, if you know what your home base is, meaning that sending 
centered sense of connectedness inwardly, you'll be more aware when you get off home base, you know, if you get kind of thrown off or get into sort of a, an, a vicious inner talk cycle, if you're talking about being more loving and compassionate to ourselves, it'll, it's so it's for Sonia and I, I think it's just a practice of having good boundaries and developing that strong connected home base inwardly so that we can navigate this super complicated life we're all living in right now. Exactly. And I'd like to also go back uh, and to talk a little bit more about intuition. And you had mentioned in your book what intuition is not. And you said a few things that intuition is not is predicting the future, uh, reading people's thoughts, talking to dead people using a crystal ball. Yeah. You know, it's funny because having grown up in a household and when, you know, spirituality, intuition, all these things have become a lot more mainstream in the course of our lives. You know, there's a lot of, of, of stigma that I have seen around, um, what intuition is, you know, uh, but really in a sense of intuition, you know, it's sort of like, we're able to pick up on vibration. We're able to, um, feel and sense things and really being able to have a ground and, and really being able to trust that through that knowing, you know, when we think of all the different things that intuition is a lot, a lot of times those are just sort of, you know, stereotypes that we've seen really perpetuated in the media. But, but I, and I think that what Sonia sort of also saying is that intuition is something that's innate being able to communicate with those who have crossed over or being able to work with crystals. Those are tools we develop, but they, they don't define what intuition is. So those are paths that people can take and they can use their intuition to really develop different paths. But for us, your intuition is what you're born with. It's your innate and natural voice of your heart and your spirit that comes in when you take your first breath. It's, it's the, it's your joie de vivre. It's what really connects you to the world around you. So it, for us, I think it was important to state that it, that it isn't just about predictions or reading people's minds, that those are all sort of offshoots, but in our mind, they're, they're not what is essential, which is that you have, everybody is born, not, not every intuitive person. And I know some very intuitive people don't communicate with, you know, the dead or use crystals. Does, does, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, another question that I had just in regards to your book, because you have really great sections where you're giving people not really a checklist, but reminding people of how they can bring themselves back, calm themselves down. And what would you say is, uh, if somebody were to grab your book, and they were to open up to something that was the most important thing to read in You Are Amazing, a Help Yourself Guide to Trusting Your Vibes and Reclaiming Your Magic, what would that be? What section? Oh, I would say it depends on the day. For me today, I would say with everything that's going on, we're right before the holidays, the, the, the chapter about having good boundaries and really learning how to define your boundaries. I think that especially at this time of year, Christmas time, holiday season, we tend to overdo and overgive. And so learning how and really learning to define what a healthy boundary is for ourselves um, can be 
pretty fundamental for us to actually enjoy the holiday we're having. I know for myself, that's been, I'm still learning how to navigate and work with that one. So that was the first one that popped into my head today. Great. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I think every chapter, like you said, every chapter is a really good book to go through. Um, but that, that would be a good one as well. Um, and you you also do a lot of advocating for trying to help people in your book of breaking out of their comfort zone. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. You know, we have, you know, we have these wonderful things that are our comfort zones, but our comfort zones can, are, are, are really these different places where they, we try and keep ourselves safe. And, you know, on a, on a very biological level, we're wired to sense what, what is safe and not safe for us. But sometimes our limbic nervous system really gets hijacked, which is, you know, the part that the fight or flight part of our own brain. And so a lot of times when we're getting to be uncomfortable, we get to show up again, push up against these emotions that are, you know, maybe uncomfortable or we're feeling afraid or we're feeling, you know, on edge, whatever it is, we have to maybe have a new experience. A lot of times our brains can confuse that for being in danger. And when we do that, we can really pull back from life. So for example, you know, there's, it's important to know what our boundaries is, as Sabrina was saying, but to not get stuck in our comfort zone, because when we really get stuck in our comfort zones, we stop learning. So for example, I'm spending some time in London with Sabrina right now and her fiance. I have my own little, um, apartment that I love going, that I love, but I was finding that I was in a really routine where I would just wasn't really exploring London the way that I wanted to. So I decided that I needed to break out of my own comfort zone and try something different. I needed to meet new people. So I decided to take the, go to this pub and do a pub quiz by myself. So I dressed up and I walked into this pub quiz and I was surrounded by this tables of all of these people who knew each other, who were friends. And my first inclination, you know, my comfort zone said, this is dangerous. This is scary. All these people are crazy. Run away, go home. (laughs) But I had to just reconnect my own spirit and center and just say every it's okay. Really start by offering myself some reassurance and then really encouraging myself to go just introduce myself. And I ended up meeting a table of really wonderful American women who welcomed me with open arms. We had a very weird pub quiz. The questions were Christmas themed and kind of strange, but it was a really great reminder that when I'm when we're uncomfortable, that we're not in danger and that we don't need to confuse the two. And then when we are uncomfortable, it's really an invitation to be gentler with ourselves. You know, a lot of times we try and motivate ourselves from a place of shaming or even from this place of obligation, which is just a way to secretly tell ourselves that we have no choice. But when we can get out of our comfort zones and really give ourselves some space, give ourselves a little bit of room to breathe and really connect with a compassionate, aware heart and even just say, you know what? I'm feeling uncomfortable right now. That's okay. That's totally normal. It's totally okay. It really gives us permission to step into life, to lean into the discomfort, to have new experiences that really fuel us and our spirit. 
Great. Thank you for that. And I know that you guys said that, you know, in writing this book, it was really coming from a lot of life experiences, uh, you know, for your own personal experiences and having been surrounded by so many different spiritual teachers and, you know, many people that I have re- read through Hay House and listened to. Um, I was wondering if each of you could share maybe a short little story of something that was said to you, um, say, by a Wayne Dyer or a Louise Hay or, or anyone that you would consider to be. Uh, really pertinent in your life that maybe they had sat down with you, had a conversation and just said something that was so pivotal that you needed to hear at that moment. And if you have a story like that to share. Yeah, I'll need to reflect for just one moment on that. Sure. I would say that the, the, the last time I had dinner with Louise, it was, we, we saw her in Orlando probably three years ago. And the thing that I remember the most was honestly how much fun we had. We all got pretty tipsy on champagne and laughed our butts off. And I think she said something to me like pretty much around that not to take life too seriously. And I was, we were just getting started with writing our book and I was really fretting and wanting everything to go well. And she just sort of winked at me and said, don't take life too seriously. And I really appreciated that. This is a 90 year old woman who started her company at 60 years old. You know, she had a whole life before she started, uh, a house. And I would say that for me, that was just this little comforting reminder that we all are human and that it can be fun and that I needed to approach it with a light heart and not be too, uh, worried or concerned. So the thing I remember most about Louise, uh, was that she was fun and she was very funny and, uh, she had, uh, a strength about her, Uh, She also shared my mom's birthday, which I loved. Um, They were very much two peas in a pod. So it's just, it was that, that lightness of heart around work and not to get too worked up about it, which I, I really appreciated. And for me, you know, it's hard to really pick out one pivotal moment or point. Because, you know, the thing is, is as Sabrina was saying earlier, because it was so much of a a Hay House family and, you know, we would go on different Hay House cruises or different events and different things. And we were really blessed. We got a lot of encouragement from all of the different authors and teachers on the roster. I mean, everyone from Marianne Williamson to Wayne Dyer to Louise Christian Christian Northrup. I mean, they have been such believing eyes for us and have really not only reinforced, but really celebrated us and really celebrated, you know, us going out into the world. I think my biggest thing that I've gotten to is, you know, last time even seeing Dr. Christian Northrup at uh, a Hay House event and just how wonderful she was in really seeing and celebrating my sister and I, and how she was just, how available they all were, you know, Anita, all of them to really genuinely supporting us. And I would say that what Christiane said when we met with her was that she said, this is, this is work is needed in the world and that our generation is hungry for it and to really go forward and to share the messages with courage, because even though that we're young, we, this is all we've ever known. So she was very encouraging to kind of just go, like go for it basically. And, 
and run with it. And to be surrounded by so many incredible, profound teachers and for them to really not only walk their talk, but to have such a generosity of spirit. You know, something that I've really come to realize as I've become an adult is becoming aware of how unique of an environment we were raised in and with the people that surrounded us. There is a certain generosity of spirit that for Sabrina and I and in our world and in our lives are so is so normal, is really our default. And that that hasn't been able to, that isn't something that everybody experiences. And so I feel like it's something I'm extraordinarily grateful for. I'm extraordinarily grateful for Reed when I pitched him. Just, the, the amount of support has just been fantastic. Yeah, truly, it truly is a gift, I think, for, you know, for both of you. And um, thank you for sharing those personal stories. And I would say that uh, just the vibe that you get from your book, it is a lot of fun. So, you know, whatever you took from Louise Hay to say, don't think, take things too sp- seriously. You guys have a lot of just fun energy in the book, um, you know, great sense of humor. And just the way that you guys write is just, it's light, it's easy, and it really is fun. That's, that's probably the best word that can really describe your book. Thank you so, so much. It really means the world to us. Sabrina and I really wanted to make our readers feel like they were in a conversation with us. You know, so much of spirituality can get really heady and can get really heavy. And there is a time and a place for that. But, you know, the thing that we've, that's so unique to us is the, and how we've been sort of raised is that this is just normal. Like, this is normal. And to really normalize and have fun with it. You know, spirituality, the language of spirit is laughter and dance and play and connection and creativity. And it's not something that's mental. So that we want to just really invite our our crew, our, our tribe in, anybody who is curious and even aware, anybody who picks up our book, you're our people because you're already having a an awareness in the world that we so appreciate, admire, and we see you and love you. Yeah, wonderful. And you also have on your website a way for people to actually work with you guys. So can you talk a little bit about the services that you provide for for people who would like to work with you? Yeah. So because we came up in this and it's been really our whole world, both Sonia and I have been mentoring for more than 10 years. Um, We started with mentoring first. So we both have private practices where you can mentor with us. We do life coaching, personal, personal, spiritual development coaching. Um, You can find us through uh, soniaandsabrina.com. We have individual ways to contact us and work with us. Our energies are a little bit different. We really encourage people to trust their own intuition about which way to go. Um, You can, we're going to have an online course out this year that's really fun and fabulous and funny and interesting, um, and also dynamic. So that's another way that you can connect with us. And then of course we have Facebook, we do Facebook lives, and we also have an Instagram that we use, um, that we really put a lot of intention into, uh, putting love and good vibes and support into your feed every day. And that's sort of the art, the point of our Instagram mission is to really invite our crew to connect. So that's at it's Sonia and Sabrina. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being guests on our show. And I would highly recommend that people go out and purchase the You Are Amazing, a help yourself guide to trusting your vibes and reclaiming your magic. Thank you, girls.
Thank you so much. We're so grateful for your time and for having us on your show. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that show. And don't forget to sign up for our premium service with over 100 hours of interviews, as well as our new segments such as Two Minute Tuesdays, Food for Thought Fridays, as well as the virtual book club on Thursdays. All of these extra segments are only available for our premium subscribers. Visit the podcast section of our website at path11productions.com to learn more or to start your subscription for only $3.99 a month. If you're not interested in a premium subscription, you can still use our smartphone app for both Android and iPhones. Just search for Path 11 in the Google Play App Store, or if on an iPhone, look for Path 11 in the iOS App Store. Of course, you can still catch our latest five interview shows at any time by subscribing to the Path 11 podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and iHeartRadio. If you want more information about our films, visit our website, path11productions.com, to purchase DVDs or to rent and stream each film. You can also find our trilogy of films on iTunes, Amazon Prime, and Gaia.com. Catch you next time.